0: Christian Parenting. Friends, welcome to the Monica Swanson podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host, and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com/podcast. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. I just smile every week as I open up this podcast because I really do picture you like we are hanging out, catching up. I have heard from so many of you through emails, direct messages. Some of you I've met in person. And I just really do picture your faces and imagine that we are catching up each week, and it just blesses me so much. So I know that some of you listen while you exercise or while you drive the car or do chores around the house, and I just love to think we get to hang out every week. So thank you for showing up. And this week is super special. It's a really fun week for me in real time, because as you listen, I will be heading out on an airplane with Levi. The two of us are headed to Arizona. Dave will be meeting up with us this weekend. And we're also going to be spending the week with my parents. But it's kind of a fun reason for a trip. And it totally ties into today's episode, which is extra special. But the reason we're traveling is because Levi qualified for the PGA Drive Chip and Putt Golf Tournament in Scottsdale. He didn't just qualify, but In Hawaii last summer, he won the Hawaii State Drive Chip and Putt for his age range, which was totally surprised me and was so exciting. And he qualified to go on to regionals in Scottsdale. And then if he does super well in this one, he will qualify to go to Augusta, Georgia this fall to be a part of the PGA like world champs, I think, for drive chip and putt. So go Levi. Really excited about it. And The timing is extra great because when we get to Scottsdale, we'll be meeting up with my parents who are celebrating their 59th anniversary this Friday. How much fun is that? I am so excited to celebrate with them, and Dave will come in over the weekend, and Luke's going to meet up with us there, and I think we're just going to have a great time, and hopefully Levi will have a great little competition as well. So drive, chip, and putt, it's just kind of isolated on those three parts of golf. If you know golf, driving, chipping, and putting, it's super short, so you literally travel all this way, and then you show up, and you have like a few minutes of each, and you're done. So we'll see how it goes, but no matter what, we're going to have a great time. And the timing for this trip is extra fun because today we're talking golf on the podcast, but please don't run off. If you've found golf like I used to, to be kind of a boring sport, then don't run off because our guest today is anything but boring. In fact, he is equal parts golfer and entertainer. We are talking to Matt Scharf today. And if you know any young people who are up to speed on the world of golf, Uh, You've probably heard of Matt and Good Good Golf. He's a really big deal. And Good Good Golf is a huge sensation in the YouTube world, online world. Um, If you are familiar with Dude Perfect, these are kind of the Dude Perfect of the golf world. We've got a group of guys who go out and do crazy golf stunts, um, competitions. It's almost like a little bit of reality golf and they're funny and they're wholesome and they're great guys. And Matt Scharf has been Levi's favorite for quite a while. And more recently we've seen that Matt has John 316 on his cap. And that has caused us to be a little bit curious about what's going on. So I reached out to Matt and said, hey, would you come on the podcast and talk to some parents and hopefully some kids who will listen about your experience, um, being a YouTube sensation, being a part of Good Good, and also your faith journey. And Matt said yes. And so it was just such a thrill to get to talk to him. And then Levi got to come on and meet him as well, which was so much fun. But one of the questions I wanted to ask him was about that journey. Um, Dropping out of college and becoming a YouTuber, and I don't know if any of your kids have, like, brought that up as their career aspirations, but that's a thing now. And and what do we do as parents when our kids tell us they don't want to go to college or they don't want to do a typical job? They want to be on YouTube or social media influencers. Like, how do we handle that? Well, I think you're gonna find it interesting. Matt's gonna share his experience going through exactly that, how his parents responded, which I don't think will surprise any of us, and then how he navigated that and he even has some advice for us as parents if we face that situation. So I think this will give us all some things to think about. But even more his encouragement to parents is so precious as we are raising kids who we hope will know and love God. He's just got some really powerful encouragement and also I think for the kids it's going to be great. He will hopefully be a big inspiration to your kids and you know his his faith is really just growing now. So it's just sweet to hear kind of an innocence and a newness. And I just think that you're going to enjoy getting to know him. And that really is my heart. I love bringing role models on. I mean, you've heard from my boys and you've gotten to know some of their faith journey, but I just really have a heart to gather more role models, young adults, men and women who can share their story and their journey and hopefully encourage us as parents to keep doing this good hard work and also who you can bring your kids along to listen to and hopefully... That your kids can find some new role models because they're out there and it's my heart to find them and to share them with all of you. So I hope uh, that this is just one of many role models that I'll be bringing on the podcast. Now, before I jump into our conversation, I do want to point you to a resource that I think so many of you will love. It is over on the Christian Parenting website, and it's called Noteworthy Prayers. These are these cute cards. It's 50 encouraging notes every son or daughter needs to receive, and I love these. They are colorful, they are sweet, and they have a little message on each of them, just giving your kids a word of encouragement. And then on the back side, there is a Bible verse and a place where you can write a little note to your kids. Um, they are. They have topics, everything from just, I'm here for you, to take a breath, to you are amazing, to keep your eyes on Jesus. These are great for tucking in your kids' lunch in their backpack, putting them by their bedside or on their desk. I love these. I am all about encouraging kids. And during this school year, they need our encouragement. So go over to cpgive.org and request your noteworthy prayers. These make leaving a note for your kids so simple. Uh, Some of us want to leave nice notes, and then we get out a pen and paper, and we're like, what should I write? Well, these help uh, guide us. They give us something to leave and then space to write a few words of our own. So again, go to cpgive.org and request noteworthy prayers. You can check them out over there, and I'm going to have a few pictures. pictures as well over in my show notes so you can see what they look like. But um, I think you're going to love them this school year. All right. So now without further ado, let's jump in and talk to Matt Scharf about how he's using his influence for good, good. (laughs) I couldn't resist that. For good, good. How he's using his influence for good and for God's glory. Amen. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello.
1: Thank you for having me on. I am excited to be here. Thank you.
0: Yeah, well, we are even more excited. The Swanson household has been anticipating this day. I've had a lot of big gusts on, but as far as my family is concerned, I just like became, I I hit next level coolness with my family because I get to talk to you. So. Oh, that's
1: awesome. I love to hear that. I love to hear
0: that. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time in a very busy and exciting season. Uh, So before we jump in, why don't you just tell people who you are and a little bit about what you do, and then I got a bunch of questions for you. Yes, of course.
1: Um, for the listeners who don't know, um, I am a part of a, a golf company called Good Good, um, where essentially we kind of travel around the world. Uh, we film a bunch of YouTube videos. Um we are signed with Callaway. We've partnered with Callaway recently, uh, so we've got that going on. We dropped uh, some good good golf balls recently. We broke it into the putter market, so we've made some good good putters. We've got our own apparel line, um, so we're essentially. I'm just a part of this big golf company brand that um, makes a bunch of amazing content, sells a bunch of amazing clothes, and I've been doing YouTube for five six years, I think now, maybe a little longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm just really, really excited to have this job that I have. I mean, it's, it's really, truly a blessing and it has been amazing. Uh, a lot of bumps down the road, a lot of amazing moments, a lot of just a lot of craziness going on, but, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of that.
0: And how old are you? 24. 24. So you said you've been doing YouTube stuff like five years. So pretty much. Yes. Ever since I was like
1: 19, pretty much, um, eight, (sighs) like at the end of 18, kind of like starting 19 years old is kind of when it kind of all started.
0: Awesome. Okay. So can you give, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know the whole story of good, good and all the things you do, can you just explain a little bit about how this all happened? Like how you became a YouTube golf sensation?
1: Yes, of course. Um, It's definitely a really, really long story. So I'm going to do my best to to keep it as brief as possible. But um, yeah, I went to um, Kansas. That's where pretty much I spent most of my life. I went to all four years of high school there. And then um, I actually did a year and a half of college in Kansas as well. Um, And in those college moments, um, I graduated freshman year honors, like just killing it in the college realm. Um, And then my buddy Garrett reached out. Um, and saw that I was filming some of these like weird videos on Snapchat and was like, Hey, you know, I miss you, buddy. We did a lot of golf stuff way back in summer league and stuff. So I knew him and, uh, he was like, Hey, you should come down and, and we should talk and chat and like meet up or whatever. And so I did. And then I figured out, you know, he was doing his YouTube stuff. He'd been doing YouTube for a little bit. Um, and he was like, hey, maybe you should be in a YouTube video or something at some point. I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I knew nothing about YouTube. I watched YouTube videos. What? I had no idea that it was a career. I literally was like, this, this is ridiculous that you think you can make this a career. So <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. And I was like, let me be in a video. Sure. Uh, I had amazingly high energy, something that you know Garrett had never seen before. YouTube had never really seen it. Um and I, especially for golf, I guess people would see energy, but for right. golf, like, this is ridiculous. It's just <laughs> golf. Um, so I brought like this crazy energy and I was super excited. And when I was done filming the video, I said, I really don't want to go back to college anymore. Um,
0: one video and you one video caught the bug.
1: Caught the bug from one video. Cause I'd always wanted to be an actor growing up and mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be a professional golfer growing up. What? So To be able to like mix those both in YouTube was like something I was like, there's no way you can do both. And so I mixed them together, loved it. And I was like, I really don't want to go back to college. Went for like another semester and then dropped out and decided to pursue YouTube full-time with Garrett and Steven. And we just filmed a bunch of videos together. We hung out all the time and I just caught the YouTube bug. Mm -hmm. And ever since pretty much that moment, it just has now transferred into this big, giant, good, good.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. So I got to pause here. Cause you got parents listening who are thinking like, what, how did that go down with your folks when you're like, okay, done with college, ready to be a YouTuber? Like I got to know. <laughs>
1: they were not happy. Um, <sighs> as you can imagine, I mean, they, you know, they're, they're very traditional parents too. So it's very like, you know, you finish high school, you go to college and mm-hmm. then you get a job and then you have a family and, you know. Security. Yes. yeah. Very, very like, have security, have that job, you know. We don't want you to, you know, be out there on the streets with no money and struggling and stuff you sure. can't feed your family. So yes. they're very like, go get a job because that's the way to do it. And then when I told them I'm dropping out of college and I'm no longer doing that and I'm just going to free ball it here and yeah. just maybe, you know, maybe this works out, maybe it doesn't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they were just like, no. So they, well, and
0: you you had to kind of get that right. They love you. They want what's best for you. And this is a whole new world for those of us who didn't grow up with any of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I did, I did my best to try to see that from them. Um, Mm -hmm. so obviously we had like, you know, these big bumps in the road where they kind of like kicked me out of the house and Mm -hmm. it was like really, really tough. Mm -hmm. And I was like backlashing against them. Like you guys are terrible parents and I can't believe you do this to me and all this kind of nonsense. And it it was, it was a really crazy moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd like to think that in those crazy moments, I was also in a way building my faith to now be able to get to a point where I have a beautiful relationship with my parents. Now, um, I visit them a lot. They, they just moved to Iowa um, to be with family. And I, I try my best to go down there and visit them. And we talk now on a regular basis and we've had a bunch of dinners and, um, you know, I sent this huge letter talking about how I kind of felt in the moment. And then they literally flew down to Texas and we had like a huge, like powwow. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, We kind of cleared up everything. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely very, very rough in the beginning. Um, -hmm. you know, like my parents had no, like I had no idea about YouTube, but they had no idea about the, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like they have no idea that this YouTube thing could build and get me to a point where I can live very, very, you know, yeah, well off and be completely fine. Not have to worry about money, not have to worry about anything like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And also have a really, really beautiful job where I'm actually building a brand and, and helping, you know, lots of people and like this yeah. whole thing that Good Good does. So now that we've talked, they now get to see that and it's just turned yeah. into a beautiful thing.
0: Oh, that is... A good story because I think, I think all of us can relate to like, you know, you want the best for your kids, but this is so different. So I'm really glad that that all came around and that God used it. Well, continuing on then with your journey, you're in Texas now, right?
1: Yes. 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 Yes.
0: Okay. So clearly the story is much longer than you have time to tell, but how about getting from that first time filming the first video to full on good, good. Uh, everyone who's listening, if they haven't checked it out, even if you don't have a golfer in the family, you're going to want to, I'm going to have links to good, good in, um, in the show notes, but why don't you share just a little bit more about like, what did that look like forming that group or how does that all happen? And maybe some of the challenges to even get there because anything like this clearly is not going to be a perfectly smooth road.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so there was there was a chunk when I started filming when I decided to quit college and film a bunch with Garrett and Steve. Um, we grew his channel uh, GM Golf at the time. We grew it really really big. It was massive. Um, we created some of these like golf ideas that nobody had ever seen before: the wheel and not ideal, and all these crazy thrift store challenges, and 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 all these amazing things. And then we actually did make a group. We formed a group. Uh, it was called Bro Five. Um, it was me, Garrett, Steve, and a guy named Brody Smith, who was a Frisbee player at the time, who, uh, was a professional Frisbee player who, uh, turned to golf and he saw what we were doing and we created this amazing channel called bro five. And it was, it was doing really, really well. And that moment, like before we started that group, we always kind of talked about wanting to do a group. Like we were mm-hmm. like, hey, we got us three guys, but like we should add one more or maybe two more and like create this really big golf group like Dude Perfect. Like Dude Perfect was a very big um yeah. inspiration in that way because they're like this huge group of guys that do trick shots and like are mm-hmm. absolutely insane. So yeah. Um we'd all been watching them for a long time. We're like, we should do that, but for golf. And so we did do that. And it was doing really, really well for a couple months, three months, and then it failed miserably. Um, mm. And there were some really, really, really tough challenges that that came with that. um obviously, we were all very new to youtube and um, you know Stephen dropped out of college as well. I dropped out of college, and Garrett also obviously you know eventually dropped out as well so mm-hmm. we're 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 not making really like that much money to just mm-hmm. be able to just drop out of everything we're doing and just yeah. do this thing. So yeah. when that failed, we were kind of all putting our marbles in there in that bag. And it just, mm. you know, there was a hole and it just mm. kind of collapsed. Oh, so it was, it was a really, really tough next couple of six months of trying to get past that and figure out how are we going to continue? Cause we're getting a bunch of backlash from the internet and people saying, Oh, you guys right. suck. And, and mm. I did this and there's back and forth on Brody and then us and Brody and us. And it was, Oh no, it was a huge falling out. Oh, uh, terrible honestly yeah it was a massive failure um
0: and probably would have been easy to just quit say mom and dad you were right i'm going back to college
1: a hundred job yeah and especially for for steven because he was he was in professional soccer pretty much at the time um Mm. and that was like his life and and he his security blanket was very very good Mm. um but he was just putting all of his marbles and chips in this bag Mm. and it it was it was definitely a, a tough moment but Somehow we just kept filming. We kept wow. pushing through, me, Garrett, and Steven. We just kept filming on our own personal channels and, and trying to push away and push aside all the all the hate that we were getting. And yeah. somehow we're able to come to the realization when COVID and quarantine and stuff hit that maybe we should try to do another group. Garrett kind of pushed it on me and Steven. We said no. We said absolutely not. We're not doing another no group. group. We'll, we'll just do what we're doing. It's working great. Let's just do that and we'll be done with it.
0: Okay cuz your personal channel then was still doing okay. You were like Yeah,
1: the, at, at that good. moment I had my personal channel, um Garrett did, Steve did, we kind of like our personal channels were growing really really well and we're like let's just do what we're doing and <laughs> let's just be done. Um, yeah. But we somehow he convinced us um and me and Stephen were like, you know, maybe we can give it a shot, maybe we can try yeah. it again. And yeah. we, we got and maybe
0: you had learned you had learned some things that oh, yeah. you didn't want to repeat, like okay, we can protect ourselves. I don't even know what the specifics are that didn't work out the time before, but you had to go into it with some new knowledge and and a yes. you know, game, game plan, maybe.
1: Absolutely. Um and we added, you know, a couple of guys and, and we formed another group. And this one is a little different because we had some investors that were willing mm. to invest in us. Mm-hmm. And somehow it just like beautifully, it just kind of like formed. We got, we had this meeting and they talked about what they could do for us. And we talked about what we could do for them. And they were like, well, let's make a brand. Let's actually create a golf brand that can compete with these other big golf brands. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of kept doing what we were doing. Filmed a bunch of videos. Good, good started doing really, really well.
0: How'd you come up with a name? I got to hear that.
1: It was our uh, Matt Kendrick, who is one of our investors, uh, actually would been, had been sitting on the name Good Good because he wanted to create a golf company ever since he was in college. Hmm. And um, he'd been sitting on that name. And when we came in the meeting, he's like, oh, I already got the perfect name, Good Good. And we awesome. were all like, wow, that's like actually perfect. And like Good Good is a slogan. If you guys don't know, if you don't play golf, you guys are listening, um, Good Good is something that you do when you're on the golf course and you like both the players – have like a putt that's like a gimme putt you could say. You mm-hmm. like look at each other and you go good good. And then <laughs> and then you pick up the balls and move on to the next hole. So yeah. it was like a perfect golf slogan. Yes. Um and it just worked out perfectly and we just started filming a bunch of videos and you know the group dynamic was changing every now and then. People were coming in, people were coming out. Um and we changed some things that failed in the in the in the past and we kind of modified them and made them better in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then 3 years later we're here. Wow. Yep. Yes.
0: You're my son's favorite thing to watch. So you all are household names to, I'm sure, a whole lot of of young people as well as adults. But for those who do know you and follow you as a golfer, maybe not everyone has noticed or knows. Um, more recently, we've been seeing a little, a little John 316 on your hat. There it is. Uh, and so can you tell us a little bit about what God's been doing in your life, kind of your faith journey, what's led to that?
1: Yeah. Um, well, the good news is, is my parents have always, they've kind of always instilled faith into me, luckily at a young age. Um, mm-hmm. And I know something that me and Maddie talked about was when faith is ingrained in you at a young age, you usually, you never lose it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: it's, it's not something like, that you're taught at a young age, and then you you get to be 30 years old, and you just completely forget about faith and God and Jesus. Yeah. You just completely forget about it. It's always there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's you maybe you is. lose sight of it. You yeah. maybe yeah. kind of lose sight of it, and and something that that I like to call like a lukewarm Christian, where mm-hmm. you just kind of just oh, I believe in God and Jesus, yeah, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you don't go to church anymore, and you just kind of believe, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it never really like leaves you.
0: Awesome. Good news for some of us raising kids right now. That's yeah, good to it's, hear. It's
1: always it's really is always down there and, and and I know that my parents maybe saw like, you know, they tried their hardest
0: mm-hmm.
1: and for a moment there it just kind of seemed like they didn't do the job that sure. they thought they did of of mm-hmm. instilling, you know, faith in Christianity into us at a young age and going to church mm-hmm. and like, oh now my sons don't do that. I failed mm-hmm. as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um sure. but Definitely know all you parents out there, like your, your children, usually they don't just lose that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They they may seem like they don't want to do it and mm-hmm. that they're kind of far away. It's mm-hmm. always there. They just have mm-hmm. to have that one thing in their life that yeah. gets them to the point where they can go, okay, God, I've, I've messed up and they start praying again. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's exactly what I did. I was, I was far, I was kind of far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still believe that never really went away, but I never mm-hmm never really put like my faith and my trust in him as much as I have now. It was just kind of like, oh, he's here and I can just talk to him when I'm feeling well kind of thing. Sure. Um, but I went through some really, really tough moments in good, good, um, that were really hard for me. And, and, you know, me and Maddie have had some really, really.
0: Okay. Let's, let's pause real quick. Who's Maddie. <laughs> I know who Maddie is, but.
1: Yeah. Who is this person? Uh, Maddie Henderson is my fiance, everybody. Yeah. She have no idea. I met her, um, pre good, good. Actually, we talked a lot before good good. Um, and, uh, and and COVID kind of hit when we decided to start talking to each other. So we had like three and a half, four months of just talking over the phone and FaceTiming and stuff. And then April 24th, I finally went down to Utah where she was staying and, um, we met and we just clicked right away and I met her family and It was just a beautiful moment and she somehow hasn't left me yet. So secured the bag, everybody. (laughs) Secured it didn't I?
0: About to get married as we're recording. You'll be married by the time this airs. So that's pretty cool. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. So um she came she came on me with this journey of good, good and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um so we had our challenges as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's there's obviously there's you know, six guys and good, good, and there's a lot of relationships that I have with every single specific person. Um, and some of those were were failing, some of those are falling apart. I was losing mm-hmm. some of my friends, I felt like, mm-hmm. um, and I was having a lot of struggles um when some of the good good trips were happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and inside I was just kind of like I was just saying some really nasty things about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a really good buddy Grant, who was a part of Good Good, which a lot of people, if you listen, if you listeners know Good Good, you know who Grant Grant mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, Grant was just a member of Good Good um, for a while, and he was had a really really strong faith. And I always told him, like I was, you know, I was very Christian and I had a great faith and everything. And then he would just sit there and listen to me talk about myself the way I did. And he was like, "Brother, you you can't say that about yourself." And I was, and I'm like, "What do you mean? Why can't I do that?" And he's like, "Because that's not God doesn't want to hear that." Mm-hmm. He like he kind of gave me the hard truths of. Mm-hmm what I needed to hear, not necessarily what I wanted to hear at the time was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something that I really needed to hear. And in my mind, he was kind of building that foundation for me to kind of grab on and say, okay, I'm, I'm making colossal mistakes right now that I probably need to fix. Um, and I remember one night in Branson, when we were filming at Payne's Valley, we were doing the huge good, good cup. It was like 18 days of 18 filming, like four or five videos a day. And it was just crazy. Um, I remember laying down before I had to fly back to Texas to help Maddie with something. I gave my life like completely over to Christ in that moment, that exact moment when I was laying down. Um, and it was a very, very surreal moment. And, you know, a lot of you listeners that are listening have probably had that same experience where you've just completely 100% given yourself over. hmm it is different. It feels mm-hmm. different. Your body feels different. You can feel the Holy spirit literally taken mm-hmm. over. and You, you have absolutely no control
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you can just feel God doing the work. And you're, it, it's kind of like, a you sit back and, and co-pilot and, and he's just taken over kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And at the time, maybe I didn't really understand quite what was going to happen to me. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, I'm just going to do it because I'm so sick of what I've been doing with my mm-hmm. life right now. Yeah. Um, And he just 100% took over. And ever since then, it's been there. Um, Nothing really like when I, now, when I came back, I didn't like all of a sudden, all right, I'm 100% in and here's what I'm doing. And I'm in the word and I'm going to church and I'm following and I'm doing this. It wasn't that at all. It actually, it was not that at all. I just gave my life over. I started the foundation, started building on Mm. the the good soil. And it wasn't like an immediate thing that happened. You know, I I had Mm -hmm. to, I still had to put the work in. (laughs) Uh, and then Grant, yeah, my Maddie, like we're talking about it now where it's getting ingrained and Grant, um, my good buddy finally invited me to church one day. Um, and so then I went to his church and I listened to a great sermon. Um, and then from that moment when he invited me, then I came home and talked to Maddie and I was like, dude, I just, wow. I just listened to one of the best sermons ever. And Maddie's Mm -hmm. like, well, crap, I didn't get to go. Uh, and I'm like, well, let's, let's find a church. So then that day we start looking up churches around
0: us. So she, so at that point, and I cheated, I I saw the two of you on YouTube sharing your story. So that was really cool So to that as well in the show notes. But at that point she was open as well to what was happening between you and God. That was something she was ready to say yes to.
1: Yes, 100%. Um, And maybe you can get her on and she can kind of share her story a little bit because it is very, very interesting Mm -hmm. Um, because she grew up in a very Mormon household. Um, And so she was also in the same position as me, though. She was very lukewarm. She didn't really Mm -hmm. dive into the word and go to church Mm -hmm. and follow and do all these sorts of things. Um, But when I started doing it and I started showing her like, hey, this felt great. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's start looking at churches. So we together we started looking at churches together. She's never been. So Mm -hmm. she was, you know, a little scared, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And she kind of had no idea what to expect. And I told her, it's very simple. You know, you go in, you sing some worship songs, you listen to a sermon. I was trying to keep it very basic, not scary. Sure. Um, and then she was like, all right, well, let's watch one online first because you can watch them online. And we watched, I think this was on Mother's Day. And and it was just a, a great message. And she mm-hmm. loved it. And I loved mm-hmm. it. And then the next Sunday, we decided to go to church.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as all of that stuff is happening and we finally decided to go to church, she something changes in her and she can, again, if you get her on, she can kind of tell that whole entire story, but something changes in her, something changes in me. And ever since that moment, when we decided to go, <coughs> we listened to a great message. Uh Our pastor, John is phenomenal. And we just kind of looked at ourselves and said, I think that we've been doing it wrong for a very long time. And it finally feels like we're doing something right. Uh, and ever since that moment, when we started going she got us some some uh, Bibles are called the Jesus Bible, and there's, like, notes on the side, and you can write and highlight in it, and um, we got those, and we started di- digging into the Word. We started in Genesis, there we um, go. And I think we got, I think we're almost to Deuteronomy right now. I think we're awesome. almost done with numbers, um, and so we decided to, like, read through the whole entire Bible, and right now we're in the Gospels. We just finished watching The Chosen, there um, you go. so, like, we are just 100% diving into all of it, and It was just crazy that that one small little moment that we decided, Mm -hmm. all right, let's just just try it. We don't even need to do it 100% and commit to it. Mm -hmm. Let's just try it, see what happens. Mm. At that point, when you give your life over to Christ, there is no, (laughs) it's very simple. He's like, you try it, you're going to love it, you're going to be hooked, and this is where we're going.
0: Taste and see that the Lord is good. I love that one. Hey friends, hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to pause here real quick to make sure you know About a math curriculum that I've just recently gotten to know about, and it is so worth sharing. So, CTC Math is an online curriculum that you can use for homeschooling your kids or for just a little extra kind of tutorial. If your kids go to school, you want to do some math work with them at home. And here's something really different about this curriculum there are adaptive questions. These are interactive questions that actually change in difficulty depending on your student's ability. They use a smart algorithm that tracks the student's progress and delivers questions based on their needs. The student doesn't even know this is happening. So it helps them build confidence and master concepts. It's truly tailor fit to each student. And I love that so much as a homeschool mom. Sometimes you see your child going through a curriculum and you're like, they're doing the exact same problems as everyone else who takes this curriculum. When you might know that they have certain areas they struggle in or certain areas that are easier for them. So this is a way to truly tailor the questions in the math assignments to what your kids need the most. Isn't that great? Anyway, CTC Math also has a 12-month money-back guarantee. I don't know if I've heard of that from any other curriculums, but pretty cool. Check them out at ctcmath.com. Let me know what you think. Hope you like it. There's a link in my show notes as well. Hey, friends. Well, after a long and, for many of you, cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat and always at the best value. Well, and I also think it's just so encouraging to the parents because you mentioned before that your parents had done everything they knew to be right, and yet we all have to acknowledge that that only God can save a, a soul, like only the Holy Spirit can make that change. So though your parents had done everything right, really that moment that you surrendered everything, that's what that was all leading to, that moment that you might have turned away or not been interested in for a few years. but. Uh, they had prepared your heart to receive that truth. So that's, that's a great story. I'm so stoked for you guys. Thank you.
1: Yeah. You parents that are, that are listening, again, you guys are you're doing it right. Trust me. It may, not seem, it may not seem like you're doing enough or you're slacking in some things, but the main thing that I think the parent's job is, is you're building that foundation, right? Because yeah. like, like you just said, Monica, it's, parents can't do it. You know, it's, The parents aren't going to get you to go to Christ. Christ is going to do that, and yep. your kids have to realize that. And when they realize that, it's very easy for them to do that. But right now, you guys are building that foundation. You're you're building it on great soil, and it's just going to sit there and sink. And then eventually, the kids are going to realize, "Oh, I've made colossal mistakes. I got to give my life over." Mm-hmm. And let's let's do this. And it may three, four, five, six years may seem like they're gone and they're you know they're lost. And, oh, this is not there for me. And God doesn't, you know, he doesn't care, you know, whatever it's there and he never leaves. And you guys are very, very an integral part of building that trust and foundation. So
0: that is so awesome. Thank you for the encouragement. And I want to circle back before we close and we're going to touch on that just a little bit more. But first, a couple more quick questions related to golf and sports, because we talk a lot here on the podcast and I do a lot of writing just about character, character in our kids, like the importance of raising kids of character and um no doubt sports can play such a great role in that. And so I just love to hear like, from your experience with golf, I told you before we recorded, you know, we're raising a, we have a surfer. We're all competitive in my family. We're going through a tennis phase right now where we like really battle it out as a family down at the tennis courts. But can you share maybe from your journey, like some of the character lessons that you've learned that God has taught you through this game of golf, which from watching my son, I'm thinking golf might, Bring up character issues more than the average sport.
1: <laughs> yeah. It oh man. Golf is oh we can do a whole podcast about golf, I tell you. It is just an absolute crazy sport. Um, I think one of the biggest things that golf will teach anybody is patience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Much, much patience. I mean it I've been playing for ten plus years everybody that's listening. I know my way around a golf course and a golf ball and a golf club. I know everything about it. Um, And I still find myself very impatient. (laughs) About It's just like everything that happens, I want to play fast or I want to be better and I hit a bad shot and I'm like, what's going on? I'm better than this. And so like patience is probably one of the biggest character development things that golf can teach you. Mm -hmm. Um, But golf, I think it's very, very similar to life. And I think you'll, you'll hear this a lot. There's a lot of podcasts that talk about it. Golf is very, very similar to life in the sense that life, you have up and downs. You have great moments. Mm-hmm. And then you have crappy moments. Mm-hmm. In golf, you have phenomenal shots. Mm-hmm. And then you have things that you don't even understand what is going on. You did the exact same thing, and then you just shanked it. Huh? So like... It's very similar life. You've got amazing moments. You get married, you have kids, you all of a sudden are now in a financial debt and you're losing Mm. your, you're losing your home and you're losing this golf. Mm. You're hitting green shots, terrible shots. So it's very, very similar in that sense. Um, and, and a lot of different ways, but patience is one of the biggest things that, that golf will teach you that you do not have. I promise you, if you think you have patience, go play. (laughs) golf. You've got none. You've got no
0: patience. Uh, yeah.
1: So that's definitely uh, a, one of the biggest things. Um, for me, it was it was really tough learning that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I was definitely a very impatient kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I started to learn it. I started to figure it out. I started to mm-hmm. figure out the, the more calm I am, mm-hmm. the more relaxed I am. Yeah. The better things are, and sometimes still, I don't do it. I still sometimes get so mad at myself. But when I'm calm and relaxed, and I am patient and I wait, things start to work out. And yes. just like Christ and just like the Lord, when you are calm, when you are patient, mm-hmm. the Lord answers. Yeah. But yeah. rushing, think that you need an answer right now, or hey, God, you know, I'm I want this, I'm praying for this, what's going on? I've been praying for it for the last week, nothing's happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying?
0: Yes, absolutely. I think parents would tell you that it, besides golf, the other thing that teaches you your need for patience is having kids. So you and Maddie can <laughs> experience that one eventually too, but the two might rival. <laughs>
1: yeah, they definitely might. <laughs> or
0: the need for patience. I love it. Uh And also just in this whole journey with Good Good and with your golf game, now that there's this faith element that's relatively new, do you see how God might be uh really showing you your need for him through golf through good good like what are some ways you have experienced just your understanding of your need for for the lord through this and especially this rise to like fame i mean you've got a huge following how do you see him um really just teaching you things through this platform and the responsibility it is now to be an influencer with a great following and now to have faith play such an important role
1: yes I think I think that it's it's definitely been interesting because because I've had like I've obviously started this journey of putting John through 16 and started opening up about my faith later in good good obviously right. um, it's been established for a long time um, and I've had all of my success like a lot of my big successes where I haven't really been that big into my faith you know like I had the hole in one on the par four and then I had the hole right. one R three and then good, good's like making, you know, moves and views. And we're just, you know, tripling our views and like all this amazing stuff has been happening. Um, and I haven't really, not that I haven't like attributed that to God at all, right. but it, he yeah. just hasn't really like, he just really wasn't there. Sure. In those I was, I was definitely yeah. slacking. Like I said, in those moments. Um, but when I did finally start putting, you know, John three sixteen in my head, that small little thing, um, which is actually interesting because that came from a lot of people probably know who Tim Tebow is.
0: I was just going to say it kind of gave me a reminder of Tim Tebow making a similar move. Which yes,
1: uh, he obviously he was a quarterback played in the NFL. Yeah, and he's kind of the one who started that John three sixteen uh, under his.
0: That's right. Uh,
1: under his eyes, um, yeah. and he was obviously the one. Like every time he scored a touchdown, he'd get down on one knee and he'd put his hand on his head and he'd pray.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and he started like that whole faith push in the NFL. Right. And I saw a TikTok video of him preaching because he preaches now a lot Mm -hmm. um, talking about that whole journey. And when I watched that video, something just came over me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, in this moment, I need to be using my platform for good. I, I need to be showing everybody that this platform, everything that I've accumulated up to this point has not been me and has not been because of me. Right. As strange as a lot of people probably find that, it has not been because of me. Wow. I felt the Lord speaking to me and um, I just watched that video and I was like, I think I need to do a very similar thing. Why don't we try putting John 316 on just the brim of my cap?
0: Sure. And and, and how did that go over okay with the other guys? Was that like a big deal or was it just yeah. like your own thing?
1: No, it, 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 it's gone over well. Nobody, Um, that's the beauty about the the whole good, good group is we don't, We don't push out anybody who wants to, you know, proclaim their faith or anything. Awesome.
0: um, Okay. And then how about viewers? Like, did people start to notice right away? Was that cool? What was that like? Yeah, that
1: that was, honestly, that was a really, really cool moment because I had a lot of fans like right off the jump notice like, oh, Matt, dude, your cap. I love that Matt says John 316. Like, that's beautiful. I love he's pushing his faith. Got a lot of, obviously, the negative comments that comes with it. But there was so many beautiful, uplifting comments about everybody sharing like, their stories and saying that they absolutely love it. And for me, that, that is what feels the best. That is what you know makes me feel amazing knowing that the, the reason that I've gotten to the, the stage that I'm in my life right now is because of one, one beautiful being. And when I started sharing that with everybody else, they started to see that they started to see, oh, well, that's amazing. I'm going to start, you know, Matt, I've been struggling with my faith recently, and I, I haven't really figured out how to start or where to start. And this is the push that I th- I think I needed.
0: Mm-hmm. And so wow.
1: I think when God told me to do this, it wasn't just opening doors for me with my faith to be strong in Him and trust Him and His Word. It was also to push it out to millions of other people hopefully mm-hmm. and they will see it and say wow i've been struggling i don't know where to start matt thank you for sharing this and i finally feel like i have a good place that i can start wow so there that is know. yeah i think that's what you know obviously when you talk about jesus you got to talk about sermon you got to talk about preaching that's the one of the most amazing things that he did was he was able to preach to absolutely everybody no matter the race the the age the gender
0: mm-hmm.
1: The nationality, none of that mattered. He preached mm-hmm. absolutely everybody. People who the specific groups who hated each other, mm-hmm. uh, he preached to people who hated him. You know, mm-hmm. so I think one of the biggest messages that he likes to push out to everybody is that you you can be that same person, that same vessel that can preach to others and push the word out, and hopefully that they will listen to you. Sometimes they won't listen to you. That's right. Uh, so I feel like this was God's way of telling me, this is your way, Matt, to preach to millions of people. Obviously, you know, it was different for him. He had to do it on the ground. He had to mm-hmm. actually physically walk to places. It's different for us now because we've got yeah. this beautiful internet thing. Right. So this is my way to walk. This is wow. my way to push it out to lots of other wow. people. And wow. yeah, I just feel like ever since I just put that small, it's just this small, I mean, just as John 3, 16, yeah. the smallest little thing. Right. Um, but
0: There's a lot of people out there noticing it. And, yeah. and I can tell you in all the work I do, I I just love the encourage parents to point their kids to positive role models and for how many years now I'm always like well there's Tim Tebow and then I'm like and trying to think of other athletes so there's a lot of parents out there that are just stoked to have somebody else standing strong representing the Lord in your sports endeavors and in your online life and so we're so excited and and proud of you and I think a lot of us are praying for you and Maddie and uh so, well done.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so if, for any golf fans out there, uh do you have any exciting things that we can be anticipating? Anything cool coming up with good good in the near future? Um
1: uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, we we obviously we just dropped good good golf balls. So that's like the big that's like the really big thing that we're doing right now. Right. Um and we are dropping more 'Cause we so, somehow sold out. We sold out of the good good golf balls on our uh goodgolf.com site. But wow. we are we are doing some more on Callaway's site tomorrow. Okay. So if you guys did not get a chance to purchase golf balls, go to Callaway, uh okay. their site, we will have some more up. So that's like the big okay. thing um that's been going on right now. And also um for good good, we are doing a good good tour, mm-hmm. which is coming very, very, very soon. Um, where we're going to be pretty much traveling around a bunch of different states to play golf and then ending it with a huge live event here in our hometown, Texas. Um, with uh, We've got good, good gloves that are going to be there, good, good balls, putters, like a bunch of crazy mm-hmm. stuff. So it's going to be a huge live event. Um,
0: okay. And so for the parents, that sounds awesome. We'll be sure to link to where people can find that tour. Uh, but for those who have never even checked you out, what kind of stuff, if they've got kids and they're like, I don't know, What kind of stuff can they expect to see?
1: Um, Yeah, the beautiful thing is it's it's it ranges from ages zero to ninety nine. That's the beautiful thing about uh, good that I've I've pride I've I've put a lot of pride in for myself Mm -hmm. and all the guys. Is that we can make it age appropriate for everybody?
0: And I'm sure that was intentional from the start because that was even before faith became a big. There's never been like cussing or anything inappropriate. It's always been real clean.
1: Yeah, it's always been real clean, and that's. Mainly because when you when you say those nasty things, YouTube will demonetize your content, so you won't be able to get paid. Um, So that was obviously like probably the biggest reason for them. Um, Awesome. But ever since like us doing it, I think we've slowly started to realize that it's just not. It just doesn't really make the content better. So I think that it's actually been amazing because some of the guys have started to realize that, you know, saying nasty things like that, it's actually it doesn't feel great. So yeah, most of them right? started to slowly see that. I hope, and we can, and we can kind of keep ingraining that into them that we don't Absolutely. need to do that. Let yeah. the other people, let them take care of that. But good, That's good. Right. Let's be yeah. a family-friendly channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like you'll notice, like when we do do live events, lots of fathers and and some moms will come up to us and say, you know, thanks you so much for keeping it clean because mm-hmm. I can go yeah. home, put it on the TV, and my you know my six year old and my five year old and my eleven year old can all watch it. Right. So like when you when you witness those moments in person, it's kind of like, "Wow, I'm so glad that we have decided not to do that, not yep. to say those really mm-hmm. nasty things," because we've mm-hmm. literally got, and those kids will show up at the live event. So it's like we've got these mm-hmm. kids that literally watch us
0: mm-hmm. all the time. Yep, yeah, huge responsibility, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, um, but you can expect, you know, I don't know, lots of crazy things. We do uh, crazy things. It, it's not. It's not like. <laughs> it's not like these regular golf challenges that you see like on uh you know the pga tour obviously if you guys watch is very serious golf
0: yeah yeah that's always what i thought of i thought of like golf being kind of boring very boring <laughs> exactly watch- when you
1: think about it like that it is kind of boring and <laughs> it's very like you know if you're a golfer you obviously like watching it because it's really phenomenal golf but if you're not right. you're kind of this is boring we are not a boring channel. We yeah. absolutely we switch it up. We're doing, you know, these knockout challenges. We're doing these, you know, we're playing with shovels. We're playing with pans. We're doing thrift store challenges. We're doing a lot yeah. of amazing collabs with a lot of amazing people. And yeah. um, it's like a lot of fun golf content. And you don't right. really even think that these guys are playing golf.
0: Right. It's just
1: very low-key, very simple, kind of relaxes you a little bit and kind of takes the pressure off of thinking. Oh, well, I can't go watch these guys because they're way too good and they're, you know, they're just boring and they don't talk and they don't entertain. The beautiful thing about good is entertainment comes first. That's the first thing we pride ourselves on. Golf comes second, entertainment Mm -hmm. comes first. Um, We love our fans. We love all the Mm -hmm. people that support us. So we want to entertain first and then let the good golf.
0: I love it. And last question tell us about the hole in ones because, you know,
1: (laughs) that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The hole in ones. Those were.
0: You've done two of them.
1: I have made two. Um, one of them was on a par four at my—I uh, don't want to say my home course, but in Kansas, I played a lot Shadow Glen, and it was a drivable par four. I played it a lot in tournaments. It was just kind of a normal hole for me, you know. I—I I don't think I've ever tried to drive the green ever, ever in my life that I've played that played that hole. Um, it's always been like a layup shot, and you, I usually make birdie, and it's just kind of get out of there with birdie. But you know, you join good, good. You don't lay up because it's a three-person scramble, so you got three people hit, and you kind of go for it. And Bubby just hits an absolute rocket, twenty feet. He's on the green, which is honestly very, very impressive. All of us are thinking that is absolutely unreal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Micah steps up with his three wood, and he hits the pit. and he puts it to eight, okay. six, seven feet. So now we're like, are you kidding? That you thought Bubby's is impressive? That is just like. I that's unheard of, really hitting the pin from 283 yards and sticking it to six feet. That is unreal. And then I step up and hit a three wood as well, and it just starts tracking towards the pin. And I'm just turning around. I'm like, oh, I love my group. I said, I love my group.
0: Aww. And
1: I didn't even get to see it. You know, I didn't even see it go in. I was just like, oh, it looks like it's going towards the pin. Yeah. And then Max and
0: it was all being filmed, right? So and, yeah, and
1: they had a couple angles up there. Luis was getting another angle in the back, and. All of a sudden, they're, they're screaming, yeah. running down the hill, <laughs> <laughs> like, turning their heads like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Book it towards the hole. Uh, and, and I, I like, there's no way it's in. But I'm also thinking, if it's not in, <laughs> and I'm running 283 yards to <laughs> see a ball that's on the green close, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking, this ball better be in the hole. We get up there, it's in, and it Crazy. was just, it was just like a such a surreal moment. Yeah. Uh, first uh, hole ever. And it was on a drivable par four. So <laughs> that was kind of wow. crazy. Yeah. And then six months later, we film another video, a course that I've never played. I've always wanted to play it. Mm. And it's one of the most famous holes in PGA history, hole 15. Mm. And I just have a little eight iron, nothing. I haven't really done anything special all day, you know, just playing a normal round of golf and I start him off. I was like, all right, you know, Matt, it's typically how it goes is the worst player starts. <laughs> Let's be real. All right. And I just start and I hit this beautiful eight iron, just little fade up the right side or up the left side, pushing right. And it just drops right next to the hole, kicks a little forward and then just dribbles in. What? And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I'm freaking book it down to the hole. Yeah.
0: I'm like, There's no way.
1: Like six months ago, I just made one. I thought that'd be my only one ever. So never make one in their life. Right?
0: And here you are.
1: And here I am making another one. And wow. it was an absolute amazing experience. And <laughs> I mean, I-
0: So wow. fun. So, so fun. fun. That's a dream. A dream come true for every golfer, for sure. Well, we're excited to continue to follow- And, uh, can you just point people to where they'd find you on social media, on YouTube? Where, what's, where can people go? I'll have links of course, but tell them here.
1: Yeah. You guys, um, we have YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, pretty much all the social medias and just go to good, good. That's what you can find. Um, if you can't find it on good, good, just look up good, good golf. Um, you can go to good, golf.com, our website. I think there's links to all the socials on there. Um, but yeah, good good is is pretty much what you're going to find on all the social media platforms pretty much.
0: And we're looking forward to good good making a visit to the North Shore of Oahu at some point so that we can take y'all to Turtle Bay and Levi can show you how it's done.
1: Yes, I love that. Hawaii is one of is one of my favorite places to to play in the states. I I well, shot my best around there.
0: Well, we are so stoked for you on so many levels and just really proud of you and and just excited to continue to watch and cheer. So thanks for taking time to encourage some parents and some kids and share some of your story with all of us. We appreciate it.
1: Yes, of course. Um, Thank you so much for having me on. Um, Anyone who is watching this and maybe some of you guys are still struggling uh, to find Christ and and give your life over um, and you think it's kind of a scary thing, it is not.
0: It is 100%
1: not a scary thing. It's one of the best things I've ever done in my life. It is the best thing I've ever done in my life. Um, Now knowing that when I am alone and I I feel like nobody that I can talk to, it's Mm -hmm. great knowing that there is somebody that I can just sit down and and give my problems to him and them just honestly just start to cease to exist, really. So Mm -hmm. if you guys are struggling with your faith, please give it a chance. Just open up, you know, open up the gospels, open up Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, you know, open, open up anything. Um, you're going to find some phenomenal passages in there that, that will really move you and, and point you in the right direction. So thank you guys. Thank you, Monica, for having me on. This is is a lot of fun. Um, stay strong parents. You guys are awesome.
0: Ah, thank you so much. Great closing words. Appreciate it, Matt friends. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Matt. And as always, anything we mentioned will be found over in show notes, which today you can find at monicaswanson.com forward slash Matt dash Scharf. And Scharf is spelled S-C-H-A-R-F-F. All right, monicaswanson.com forward slash Matt dash Scharf. Also, you can just go to podcasts and you will find all of the shows listed in order there. I appreciate you being here so much, and I can't wait to dive into more great topics and interviews this fall, so please spread the word about this podcast. Leave a rating or review if you haven't yet. That would mean so much to me, and uh, I look forward to seeing you back here next week. So have a wonderful rest of your week, and until next time, aloha.